Happy Saturday, everyone. This is Pastor Mike Matthews for Limping for Jesus. I am I am bringing this message to you uh, this weekend. This is a sermon episode of Limping for Jesus. I God laid this uh, message on my heart all week, and it's called "Why People Don't Open Up in Church." Christian accountability is vital to spiritual growth, but it often becomes one-sided, and legal legalism is the culprit. We are going to be looking at what the Bible says about Christian accountability and how how to do it, and what it, what it is not. Listen, as a guy. It's hard for men to open up in general. And inside church culture, men and women, if I share a struggle that I have with you or a sin that I that has a stronghold in my life, if, if you weaponize that against me, if you try to use that to control my behavior as behavior modification, then I'm not going to kick it with you anymore. I'm not going to trust you. I'm going to shut down, and uh, that relationship's going to be severed. Excuse me. So let's bring it up. Okay. Here's what Christian accountability is. Okay, we're going to look at two verses. We are going to look at two verses in Proverbs, and then we are going to look at James 5.16. Okay. So, faithful are the wounds of our friend, profuse are the kisses of of an enemy. So, we don't want yes men, okay? We don't want guys always blowing rainbows and and, uh, unicorns up our butt. We want people around us who who care about our walk, who speaks truth and love. But, okay, let me tell you, true biblical Christian... Christian accountability is two ways. It's a two-way street. And we're going to see that in verse 17, and we are going to see that in James chapter 5. Okay? Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. One man, one woman, this goes for our friendships too. If it's a one-way street. If you get together with your friends in, in the in the local church and they never share what they battle with, they don't they don't welcome your, your input on their life, then it's not iron sharpened iron. It's you trying to control people. Well you don't you don't act the way I want you to act. You don't think the way I want you to think. You don't worship the way I want you to worship. You don't pray like I want you to pray. See, do you get the? Do you see what's going on? Okay, Math, James chapter five. James chapter five. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. You know, as a pastor, 
I am very open about my battle with mental health. And my my life has not always been easy. And I have God has called me to overcome a lot of trials. So I rather I'm behind a pulpit or I'm online. I always try to challenge men, especially to open up about their battles, no matter what they are. However, I can confess, not every church community um, is is safe to open up with. Uh, one of my best friends earlier this this week shared an article um, called "Tone Tonal Legalism." A church can have solid preaching, solid leadership, but there's a tone. There's a tone about it, about their church. Here's what happens a lot in, in church culture. You're saved by grace, but you stay in by perfection. That's not the gospel, okay? So here's what a lot of churches do. They 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 may have a a, a biblical understanding of the gospel part of it. They, they help you see your need for Christ, your need for salvation. But then they add their own man-made rules on top of you. And they say, if you don't, if you don't do what I tell you to do, or you get out of line, you're not, you're not a good Christian anymore. You're not, you're not really saved anymore. They forget that sanctification, that that process God uses to make you more like Christ is a lifelong process. And, and, and none of us are going to be perfect. We, so, so they, they twist the gospel and they make it, you're saved by grace and they teach by their tone with you. And the tone of the culture is you stay in by perfection. So they lure things over you, right? Oh, man, you watch that PG-13 movie, Mike. How dare you watch zombie shows, Mike? Oh, can you... I want to drink beer. Here, I don't know if you're a good Christian. They start to try to control your behavior. They try to, they try to control your behavior. Why weren't you at every event this month? Oh, you missed Bible study. Bro, I think you're slipping. Oh, bro, you're slipping. Oh, what do you mean you listen to, to Kids FM and not K-Love all the time? Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I always felt that it was funny that... Pastor John Piper, who who I looked, who I still look up to, I love his theology and his teaching. Designing God helped me a lot in my early days. I I always felt it funny that he didn't own a TV. I don't know if he still has that stance, but listen, I was under a pastor in my twenties who was very domineering, very legalistic. And he mentored me for a long time. 
as I grew in the faith, as I grew in scripture, I realized how he was living was not okay. So, so at one time, I'll give you, there's going to be an extreme example, but it happened to me. He goes, Michael, I want you to bring all your music to church tomorrow. I had books and books of CDs. For your younger generation, that is how my generation bumped music and cards. They were this. Look, I still have my Mariah Carey CD. I bought this a couple of times. Don't hate on me for for liking Mariah Carey. This is uh, pre-Nick Cannon crazy Mariah Carey. So, so, yeah, this is what a CD is. So, I had, I loved Tupac, and I loved Notorious B.I.G. I, I love hip-hop. So, my, my pastor got me to bring my CDs in. I had no clue what he wanted to do. I, I did not know what was going to happen. He told me, he had a bag, okay? He goes, put, put your CDs in these bags. I put my CDs in the bag. I never want. I never. The next couple moments, I can tell you, I have not wanted to punch an eighty-year-old man like I did that day. He threw my CDs on the ground and jumped on them, and he said, "No good Christian will listen to this garbage, homies." Just because your personal stances, you can't listen to that type of music or you can't read that type of books or you can't watch certain movies over PG doesn't mean that others are not that that sensitive to that. It may not trip trip them up. Okay? So, so you have a problem with alcohol. Don't drink. But to tell someone that they can't have a beer at dinner or they lose their salvation or they're not a good witness for Jesus is ludicrous. It's ludicrous. It is not biblical. Okay? Throughout the New Testament, you see, you see, first of all, you see Jesus' first miracle is water to wine, not water to duels. No one ever at a party got uh, like, whoa, someone's here with the non-alcoholic beer, right? Paul tells Timothy to drink a little bit of wine for his stomach ailment. Okay? So, and they ca- they called Jesus, a dr- uh, you know, uh, a, a drunkard because he came eating and drinking with people. People wanted Jesus around. When was the last time anyone wanted you around, Christian? Maybe you're a stick in the mud. Maybe you're a little bit of legalist. Legalism in the church is is what beats people down. And it's why people don't open up in church. If your church has this culture of you're saved by grace, but you stay in by perfection... 
they're gonna they're not gonna open up. The the when I was a younger Christian, anyone that told me they were a Christian, I trusted. I wanted to trust men, right? I wanted to trust men of God. But what I learned is not everyone wants that iron sharpens iron uh, relationship. Here's how you know. Here's how you know you're in a bad Christian accountability uh, relationship with someone. They never open up to you. And when you when you see an area when God reveals an area of their walk that they need help in, they get defensive and they shut and they 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 like how dare you not? like they're 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 super religious right they. Like they they're gonna they're gonna be like like the Pharisee in the parable of the uh, Pharisee and the tax collector. Here's what here's what often happens. Okay, but so this patches this next patches is lengthy. So I'm not I, I I'm not gonna expect you to read it all with me. So I'll read it. So here's the wrong heart towards others. In the church is why people shut down. Here's what a hoyer than thou attitude is. Jesus told his parable to show how a wrong heart can look like. He, verse 9 in Luke 18. He also told a parable some to, to some who trusted in themselves. So he's talking to self-righteous people. That they were righteous and treated others with contempt. So in our modern day, it is like, well, I never smoke, chew, or hang out with those who do. I, I'm never alone. I I follow the Billy Graham rule, and I'm never I'm never alone with someone that is the opposite sex. And uh, and how I I like. There's a lot of creeps in the church, okay, and they they. They they tell on themselves a lot by how they judge you because they have certain sins they battle with in in private and they don't want no one to know they pro, they project onto you okay so so because they can't handle seeing a woman's elbow or a shoulder blade they think we're all out there lusting. Lusting nonstop, so they start to try controlling what you watch, what you read, what you listen to, but themselves, they never let you in on anything they battle with, right? They're 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 pompous. I'm trying not to cuss right now. Okay, okay, because legalism hurts people. It, it makes me angry. It, it just frustrates me. Okay, so. Jesus is talking to people who think they're the good guys. Okay? Here's what he says. Two men went up into a temple to pray. A Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The the Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus. God, I thank you that I am not like other men. Extortioners. Unjust. Idolaters. Or even like this task collector by me. I fast twice a week. I get tithes of all I get. But the task collector, 
standing far off, would not even lift his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. That should kick you in the heart. So I often like the the parable of the the prodigal son, right? We we often focus on the young brother in that story, right? He went away, he, he wowed out, he just he spent his father's wealth on on drugs, sex, and rock and roll, right? And and those are the kind of the big sins that a lot of churches look at, like, oh God, okay. But the older brother, he he pretty much told the father, who is a symbol of God the Father, and this, how dare you have grace on the younger brother who lived like crazy. I've been here the whole time. I've been religious the whole time. I've kept your commandments the whole time. How dare you, right? It's that kind of heart attitude that people have. And, and when they feel like, like when they see, here's what happens. This is why people want surface level Christianity on Sundays. Because they try to be real with somebody. And then they got hurt. And then this is why most people, when you ask, when you say, hey, bro, how, how are you doing? You'll get two responses. God is good. Or I'm fine. And they keep it there. Even churches who um, encourage you to be part of a small group, right? Small group ministry. The, the names change throughout the year. Sometimes it's called small group, life group, growth group, whatever group, right? The, the concept is you 10 to 12 people inside a church get together. There's a leader. <coughs> and this is where you get to know each other. Now, based on the size of your church, your church could be your small group, right? If you go to a church less than, you know, less than 50 people, congrats. That's your light group, right? And you come together, and you're, you're you're supposed to study the Bible together. You're supposed to confess sins together. You're you are supposed to be real with each other. However, it don't always happen, and people don't get real because of what I said earlier in the message. They believe that. To stay in the good graces of leadership or those around you, you gotta be perfect. <coughs> and God, for not, none of us gonna be perfect. None of us. I have friends throughout the years that I trust, that we do like together. And 
I can call them up and they can call me up in the middle of the night if they need to and, and ask me to pray for them because they're being tempted to do something that would dishonor God. They also know I'm not going to go all over the church and blab about them. Like, Christianity, Christianity we're, 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 we're good at gossiping in the name of prayer, right? Oh, we're going to pray for uh, Becky and Jim because they're going through a hard time in their marriage. You know, Jim battles alcoholism. We just got to pray for Jim, right? Homies, you do that and you're going to kill any kind of culture of love, grace, and truth. We are called to bear one another's burdens, not broadcast each other's burdens. Christian accountability to be confidential, loving, and supportive. When we are called to rebuke each other, you better be following Matthew 18 that that Jesus laid down for us when someone is caught in sin. Go one-on-one, in private, talk it out, not jump the gun and go right to the pastor and the elders because guess what? I'm not the sin police. I, it's not my job to try to control people. It's my job to preach the gospel, let the Holy Spirit d- do what the Holy Spirit does, and help people become more like Christ. Too many times, people who think they are better than others try to control people. Oh, you didn't come to church today. You missed Bible study today. You're not a good Christian, right? You don't listen to Caleb a thousand times a day. You listen to PG-13 movies. See, man-made rules of do's and don'ts. I remember being a part of a church years and years ago. And they had in their bylaws that you couldn't be a member of the church if you you danced. You had to... You had to... um, Agreed to not attend anything that had dancing. Uh, I've heard, I, I went to a church conference one time that talks against, uh, you're not being a good Christian parent if you let, if you let your kids read Harry Potter. What? How, how, what? You know, you know, and then every, every generation of Christians, has has the bad guy of the moment, right? In punk culture, I, I would imagine that churches in the seventies and eighties probably had anti Star Wars sermons, right? Like these things that we fight against, like like no good Christian would ever have Facebook, or no good Christian would would listen to whatever. And that's the do's and don'ts, right? That's legalism, right? When I tell you, if you do X, Y, and Z, and you don't do it like me, you're not a good Christian, that's legalism. That's legalism. And people will shut down. If you, 
Christian accountability is a two-way street. You better care about that person. You had better open up to that person. You had better shown that you want to do life with that person before you ever tried to, to tell them anything about their life. Because I can tell you, it's our knee-jerk reaction. It is our knee-jerk reaction to get defensive when people bring up our, our uh, mistakes. So, in closing, I want to bring up I want to bring up my slide one more time. Okay. Let's recap. What is Christian accountability? Iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. It's doing life together. It's locking arms together. It's helping each other fight sin to help each other kill those things that rob our joy in the Lord, to, to kill those things that want to become idols in our lives over Christ. It is doing life together. Christian life together. It's not you, Mr. Self-Righteous Person, getting to be the sin police in another Christian's life. You better be opening up. You better want that sharpening coming back to you. James 5. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. It's not you getting to hear someone uh, confess to you and then you get to beat them up for the rest of, of their lives. Okay? It's not what it's about. So, friends, I pray that you can find a good biblical local church. And I, and I want you to do life with other Christians. Don't run from Christian accountability. But also know and have discernment when you're being a victim of legalism. If people try to control you, they try to control who your friends are, they try to control who you talk to, they try to control the way you dress, what you listen to, what kind of Bible you read, that is not of Christ. If they never open up to you, if you don't know one dang thing about them, don't don't trust that relationship. That's not accountability. That's 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 trying to control you. That's behavior modification. That's that attitude I told you about. That's saved by grace, but staying in by their definition of perfection. I visited a church a long time ago, and they did not like the way I was dressed. And they said, hey, Pastor Mike, we want you back, but we don't want you wearing jeans the next time. That's not godly. Can you not wear jeans next time? I said, yeah, sure. The next sermon I, I preached there, 
I wore a hoodie and Adidas pants. Why? Because I want people to see, real people to see, that it's not an outward act. It's the inward heart that matters. God cares about your heart. He transforms your heart, not your shirt. You know what makes you tick. God will help you to see where your weak spots are. We need each other, brothers and sisters. But what we do not need is people who don't know us really, don't do life with us, don't open up to us, to try and telling us what their form of Christianity is and that we don't live up to their form of Christianity. Run from those type of situations. If you're new to the channel, I want to ask you to like us on Facebook, uh, share the content. If you're on YouTube, help us grow our community. Subscribe to the channel. It, like the the content, it, it pushes it out to more people. It will help us to help people limp well for Jesus. Father, I want to thank you for who you are. I want to thank you for people who spent the time to listen to this message today. They have they could be doing a thousand different things, but I thank you that they took time to listen to a Limping for Jesus message online. I pray that they have a good church family. I pray they have accountability that is out of grace and truth and not legalism. In your holy name I pray, amen. God bless everyone and have a great rest of your weekend.